Good morning. Is that in the right place? There we go. Is that good, Lenny? All right. Is anybody excited you're here? So this is the Mark gets to be louder than usual mic, so look out! Um, you guys just got real quiet in summer. Everybody stand up for a second. Gosh, like, look at three people and say, your life's getting ready to get changed. Say it loud. <laughs> there we go. On the count of three, make your move. One, two, three. Wow. That's pretty good. Let's do it again. One, two, three. Woo! All right, now you can sit down. You guys just got way too quiet for me. So, we had a blast yesterday. How many had fun at the Take Charge event? It's so say yes! And uh, not only was it in person, but we had an amazing virtual audience. I actually printed off and was looking through just the chat from yesterday because I can't do that real time when I'm up here. And it was just fun to see how engaged everyone was and uh, the breakthroughs and the ahas that people were having. Uh, special shout out to Brooke Miller, used to be Brooke Statfeld, but she got married last weekend, or two weekends ago, so Brooke, and then Trina Quisenberry um, was also, or I just, yes, she was also on there doing awesome stuff, so if you guys are on there, ladies, thank you, you guys were amazing. So, um, so we had a lot of fun, everybody say take charge, I had to wear my it's time to take charge of your life shirt today, because that is that's the message that we've been pushing into, that, that you can act powerless if you want to, but you have the power to choose, therefore, you have the power to change, and it just starts with a decision to take back your power, because nobody else can do that for you. If you're sitting next to your spouse, your family, no one else can take back your power for you. You have to make a decision to do that yourself. And so we've been pushing in for weeks now about thriving, and now we've created, um, we kind of backed up and retooled our Take Charge events along with our Connect groups to combine them to make them a powerhouse to give you a path to thrive. Everyone look at somebody and say, they created a path. Now, I mean, you can take a path to survival, if you want, during this season. You, you can choose just to survive and get by. You can choose like Gabby was saying. Uh, by the way, was this worship team not just so anointed? Like just next level? You, but you can choose like Gabby to say, like, I want to try and fix all this stuff. But you can't do it. You can't fix it. So you might as well trust in the name of Jesus and take back the power. We read Ephesians 1 verse 19 in the Amplified, it talks about the power that is in you and for you. And it describes that power as unlimited, immeasurable, and the all-surpassing greatness of the power of God that's in you and for you. How many want some of that in your life? Well, if you're a born-again believer, you already got it. It's living on the inside of you. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is residing on the inside of you. But you have to choose to tap into that to take that back. And so we've been pushing in to say, hey, let's choose to thrive. God, God did not create you to survive. It, it's not even in your DNA 
to go into survival mode. It goes against the, the image of God in which you were created when he breathed God-like life on the inside of you to create you. There wasn't an ounce of survival mode in that breath of life inside of you. You know what he breathed into you? Turner family. He breathed in champion level breath of life. Chris Herman stays here. He, he made you champions. So whenever we start to behave in ways that don't align with who God created us to be, it doesn't even feel right. Can I get, it doesn't even feel right. But when you get around some people that call out the best in you, that make you a better person, how many, when you walk away from them, you're like, that just felt good. If, if, you, if you walk away from people, they make you better, and you walk away, that just felt good, just say yes. Why? Because they were helping you tap into the true image of God that's on the inside of you, the image that was created to thrive, not to survive, but created to thrive. And so we said, you know what, during this season, what does our congregation need? And honestly, we expanded and we said, how can we impact our community? Just like Pastor was saying. We were created to make a difference in every day and every way. Amen? And so we said, what do people need right now? Well, they need a path. They need the tools in their toolbox to be able to thrive. And so we're going to do five of these events over the next 12 months or so, probably a little less than that. And after each event, they're going to be followed up by getting plugged into a connect group. I'm telling you the end of the story before I get there, because literally I'm going to call you to action today to make a decision to get connected in community. Because community can change your life. Deep, authentic, real community can change your life. You were created to thrive, not in isolation, but in community. And here's what the devil's done. He's fed us a lie that right now, because of a pandemic, because of an election, because of racism, he's fed us a lie that you are isolated, that you're alone, that nobody understands you, that no one cares about you, that no one's making the effort to make sure you're doing okay that you are alone, you are forgotten, you are abandoned, nobody cares. Like, don't raise your hand if you felt any of that. But I know most of you in this room have. And as I was praying, even this morning, God kind of dropped this. I'm going to stay socially distanced. Thank you all for wearing masks as you got to your seat. Now we're just like a restaurant. We can get to our seats and, like, take them off. If you get up, put it back on. But I was looking at these seats this morning as I was praying, and I was just observing the seats, how they're all spaced out. And that spacing, some could walk in and say, see, this is just a reflection of what's happening in the world right now. We're all isolated and all alone. We're all alone. But I was looking at this, and I was thinking, we're not really alone. Hey, Chris, do you mind standing up? But actually, both Chris's. Yeah. So Chris and Chris, everybody say, what's up, Chris? Two birds with one stone right there. How about that? So just turn around. So Chris and Chris, are you guys in an edge group together? 
No, okay. I didn't know if you guys had the same group. Okay, illustration here. They're separated by six feet, people. Are they isolated, yes or no? But would the devil like them to think they're isolated? But just, just say hi, one of you Chris's. That's hard. Look, they connected. That's not isolation. The devil has been beating some of your brains up saying, I'm all alone, I'm isolated. I'm all alone, I'm all alone, I'm all alone. You're not. Isolation is a choice. It is not the reality of the world in which we are living right now. For whatever reason, you feel alone and you feel isolated. And by the way, whatever you focus on, you're going to feel, even if it's not true. Let me say that again. Whatever you focus on, you're going to feel, even if it's not true. So if they sit here and they focus on, I'm alone, I'm alone, I'm isolated, I'm isolated, daggone, Chris could be sitting next to his wife and focusing on the same thing and saying, she don't understand me, she doesn't get me, she doesn't care about me, she doesn't love me, she doesn't make an effort to love me the way I need to be loved. I know no married couples have ever focused on anything like that. He doesn't even need to be six feet. This is the same lie of the enemy that he's been using for generations, for millennia, to tell us that we're alone and that we cannot be in community. But it's a lie from the pit of hell. And I don't care if that distance is because of a quarantine or that distance is because the color of our skin or if that distance is because of how we're going to vote. Isolation is a choice. Separating yourself from other people is a choice. Thank you, gentlemen. And so I wanted us to feel that this morning. That if the devil can get us to believe the lie that we are isolated, then he's already, I don't know, more than halfway to destroying our lives, to destroying community in our lives, to robbing us of one of the greatest strengths that God created us for because he created you and me for community. He did not create you to do it alone. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, even the Godhead is a community. Ever think about that? Even God doesn't do things alone. And in the garden, Adam was a good for him to be alone, yes or no? No. And so he created a helpmate. Any circumstance, at any point in your life, you were not created to be alone. Hebrews 10.25, pastor read it last weekend, we read it yesterday. In the Passion Translation, it says this. This is not the time. Everybody say, not the time. This is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together, as some have formed the habit of doing. Because why? Because we need each other. In fact, we should come together even more. Everybody say, even more. Even more frequently, eager to encourage and urge each other onward as we anticipate that day dawning. Now, we talked yesterday about patterns. Patterns, habits, very similar. That we form a pattern or a habit of doing something, and then we be, the, 
the way the devil takes us out is we begin to believe the lie that we are our patterns, that we are isolation, that we are alone. Or you can believe other patterns. You, you can believe the pattern, the lie that you are your sin, that you are that addictive behavior, right? And so you're not your patterns. You're not the habits that you have formed. Uh, online audience right now, listen, you are not isolated. Everybody shout to the online audience and say, you're not isolated. Tell them you're not alone. In fact, chat right now. Type it in the comments and just type, I am not alone. Because you're not. Unless you believe that you are, but you're not because it's as simple as reaching out. Now, here's the thing. The devil would have us think that we even with, I know, you're like, well, there's a pandemic. We can't be around people, and some people have health issues. Listen, technology has largely limited the devil's tactic because a phone call away, a Zoom call away, a FaceTime call away. Now, I know there's something about being physically in proximity, but some of y'all, you're online right now, and you believe the lie that you're alone, but you haven't picked up the phone. Call me. I'll talk to you, okay? You are not isolated. Isolation is a choice. Everybody say, I'm not alone. Say, I'm not alone. And so when we realize that it's the devil's tactic for us to neglect and to pull away from community, to neglect and to pull away from community, and to form that habit, and if we do, then we're in the danger zone. Because when you get alone, how many of you gotten alone before? You've isolated yourself. I choose that phrasing intentionally because you chose it. And things went from bad to ugly pretty bad. Anybody? Come on. Come on. Let's keep this real in here. Because the devil does his best work when we're isolated. Because then you have no sounding board to remind you of who you are. Getting a little ahead of myself, so I'm not going to go there yet. So here's what I want us to realize today is that you are not alone. And that you were created for community. That God literally, the best work he does in your life is going to be in community. And some of you have created some things in your mind that I'm alone because I'm the only one struggling with this or struggling with that. Listen, there is nothing new under the sun. Whatever you're struggling with, somebody else in this room is probably struggling with the exact same thing. It's another lie from the enemy. A lie that would isolate you. You're struggling with temptation, somebody else is struggling with that. Pornography, so, someone's struggling with that. In fact, statistically, 68% of the men in this room have struggled with pornography. So if you're dealing with that shame, man or woman, you've isolated and you think you're alone, but it's a lie. If you're insecure and you put on a great smile as you come in here, and you interact with people, and everybody thinks you're a-okay. And you think you're the only, you think you're the only one insecure? You're the only one that feels not enough, not worthy of love, not feels like you don't have anything to give anyone else? Some of you, you believe the lie that you feel that you're the only one that walks in this room and feels invisible. You're not invisible. But there's a bunch of other people in the room that feel the same way. In a room full of people, socially distant. Look at somebody right now and say, say it like you mean this. Look them in the eye and say, I see you. 
because we are not alone. Okay, so I, I want to kind of pu- push in on this thought, and we're going to go back to the life of David, which we've been in a good bit over the last month. Um, <clears throat> even a story pastor preached, but we're going to push in it a little differently. Everybody say community is a requirement for thriving. I, okay, so I was waiting for it. I thought it would have happened earlier. Anytime you hear the word thriving, just say thriving. Good. That'll keep you awake today. Because we really do. We want you to thrive. Thrive or thriving. You can shout every time, okay? Because we want you to thrive. All right. So who you hang around with is who you're going to become, right? Bad company corrupts good character. Good company is going to make you good, better or worse? Better, right? And so you are the average of the people you hang around with. In fact, let me say it this way. You're going to, be the, you're going to reflect the standards of the people that you surround yourself with. And so you need to be mindful of the people and their standards of who you're surrounded. One of the most important decisions of your life is who you spend your time with. And so we're going to look at the life of David here and push in. <clears throat> and King David, like famously, what did King David do? Did anybody go to church? Like, come on now. What did King David do? He killed Goliath. He did have a heart after God. Pastor's like, he went straight to the better point. You did. Thank you. It was good. Um, <laughs> he did do a lot of things. It was like a pin drop, though. Only the pastor knew the answer. Goodness. We got work to do, pastors. I mean, God. Okay. So after he killed the giant, before he became king, David got into a helpless, despairing place. Anybody been there? Hopelessness, despair, depression, isolation, right? And so in 1 Samuel 22.1, it says that David left Gath and escaped to the cave of Adullam. Just going to stop right there. He left Gath, escaped to the cave of Adullam. Let me tell you this. Even the greatest champion is vulnerable in isolation. I don't care how strong you are, how faith-filled you are, how great you are. Even the greatest among us will be vulnerable in isolation. And so we got to ask our question. This is before David became king. If David went to that king and he stayed all alone, what would have happened if he stayed in that isolation? Now, we don't, actually don't have to imagine that because, again, all of us have done that, right? I don't know about you, but every time I've tried to go it alone, it has ended very badly. In fact, I have a stellar track record when I try to do stuff by myself without support, utter failure every time, like 100% of the time. Can I get an amen here? Come on. So you know that you can't do it alone, and you've got real-life experience that when you try to, it ends poorly. And that's, David went to this place. He was escaping. He escaped to the cave of Adullam. He killed the, the giant. He killed the giant. He had this victory, this massive thing. He's a champion, slashed off his head, got rewarded, all these things. But now, 
what, what happened between there, he became successful. He became very popular. He's successful in war. And they began to say David killed his, or Saul killed his thousands, and David killed his ten thousands. And so he got so popular that Saul said, this is not, this is not acceptable. And so Saul began to chase David down to kill him. And that's why we read here that David escaped to the cave of Adullam. Some of you during this season have escaped and went and chosen to isolate yourself. And it's been your choice. I need you to own that. You need you to own that. Nobody forced it. But you've escaped. And some of you, you've escaped in different ways. Um, You know, some of you have dealt with some pretty big financial things because of this season. And you went and escaped and began to play the victim. And you're deteriorating. Things are going backwards quickly. But you, you stuck your head in the sand and you're not dealing with anything. And so you've escaped. Some of you have used social media as your escape because you say you're going on there to connect with people, but you're not. You're going on there to escape from the life that you have. Escape is never the answer. Isolation is never the answer. Listen, let me talk to my brothers and sisters of color. And Pastor just prayed and addressed that even in the tension and everything we're dealing with in this world right now. Escape's not the answer. And man, I've had some powerful conversations with people with a different color skin than me that are willing to have dialogue and I'm learning from them and we're learning from each other and we all get to get better. But oftentimes if we escape and we isolate from those kind of conversations and that kind of dialogue, then we end up increasing the anger, increasing. What, what do we do in isolation? Do we get other people's opinions or do we just re- replay, replay, replay our own opinion? Replay our own opinion until it just gets so strong nobody else can touch it. Right? And there's some white folks in the room, I'm one of you, that you escape because you, you will not deal with that conversation. Escape is never the answer. Look at somebody say, escape is never the answer. We find solutions in community. That's why we got to be part of the dialogue. That's why Pastor last week was... Uh, in a gathering with a bunch of diverse group of pastors in our community. He's been doing that for months now. But when, that, when it happened with Brianna and Daryl, I was like, it, he wasn't going to look for people to have conversation with. He already had relationship with people to have conversation. And it, he, he said it was intense, intense conversations. But you can't escape from that. You've got to be part of the dialogue. That's a leader leading by example. And so escape is never going to be the answer. And so a lot of us, like David, we have a tendency to say, I'm going to run away and I'm going to escape. But when you are in the cave, by yourself, the devil is counting you out. He's saying there's no way they're going to make it. I got them right where I want them. They, they, they can't make it on their own, and they've believed the lie that they are alone And I've got them right where I want them. And when we get in that place, we forget 
who we are. And we let go of the hope of God. And take charge of it yesterday. We were right in the middle of the flow of, someone, flow of the event, and someone said, you're giving me hope right now. See, when you're in isolation, you don't get hope. I'm going to say that again. When you are in isolation, you don't get hope. Now, there is the whole, as pastor says, get alone till you're not alone anymore. And that's when you're getting alone with Jesus and you're hearing the voice of God and you're getting into the presence of God because sometimes there's nothing nobody else can do, but you just got to get alone with him until you hear his voice. Some of you could probably do a little bit more of that, but I'm going to tell you, you can do that all day, but if you don't have community, well, I like that. He said, you got to come off the mountain at some point. Jesus would seclude himself to go away and pray alone. But then what did he do? He'd come off and he'd serve the multitudes. He'd come off and he'd use his voice to make a difference. And that's what we have to do. We have to be able to use our voice. Now, when we isolate ourselves, I'm just going to read this statement, our destiny begins slowly dying inside of us. Every single one of you have destiny and purpose on your life. If you don't get around people who can remind you of that, you're going to be in a danger zone which is why we get to the next part of the verse, and it says, When his brothers and his father's household heard about it, they went down to him there, down to the cave of Adullam. See, David escaped alone, but then God gathered 400 men to him to remind him of who he was. David said, I went to the cave alone. I escaped alone. And God said, Nope. You're not alone. You are not isolated unless you choose to be. And his people went to him when he was in isolation. Because he was in isolation until his people came to him. See, some of you need some people who are going to come to you when you go and try and isolate yourself. Who, who know who you are. Who know the champion on the inside of you. Who know the power that's on the inside of you. And they're going to remind you of that. I look across this room and I see so many stories of relationships that two are better than one. Or a whole connect group or edge group have strengthened each other. Like I, I see these two over here, Jessica and Christina. Like how long you all been friends now? A year and a half. Like thick as thieves. That's a horrible expression. They become best friends. They become best friends. They're sitting together over here. Usually they sit together over here. Like they hang out together. Like quarantine. Like, yeah, they separate a little bit, but then they're like, all right, we're family. We're just going to be hanging out now. Like, so they're a family unit sitting on that row right now, okay? You need some people who are going to come to you when you forget who you are. And I'm guessing... Jessica, have you ever had a bad day and Christina reminded you of the greatness on the inside of you? Yes. Christina, you ever had a bad day and then she got in preacher mode and she was like, let me tell you something. Has she ever done that? Yeah. There's power in those relationships. There's power. Chris and I were just, this Chris, blue-shirted Chris. Chris and I were having a conversation yesterday and he was going through some stuff and I said, man, you just got to, he was at the event yesterday, I and we were talking about the power of community. And he said, my struggle isn't anything else in my life. My, my struggle is the isolation. So, Chris, you've been reminded today, again, 
that isolation's a choice, right? But what did he tell me yesterday? He said, you know who's come to me? It's been my edge group. It's been my connect group. Those guys have been the lifeline to me, right? You've got to have some people who know the strength and power of who you are that will remind you of the greatness on the inside of you, who will come to you in your time of need. And by the way, if you already have those people, you should probably appreciate them and tell them that they are that in your life. Don't take for granted the people that God has put you in. We need people to speak life to us or else we will believe the lie that we are isolated. Gosh, I could tell you so many stories when I started to isolate. And it just went bad. I know pastor shared up here when, when he, you know, he shared many times about going into depression. And how did he come out of that? One, his wife. And two, he had a mentor that began to speak life into him. That totally shifted. I remember when I was back in the day, I was frustrated. And I was like, I'm not going to work here at this church no more. They don't appreciate me. I'm human too, you know. And if I would have stayed in isolation, I might have abandoned ship. But you know what I did? I talked to three people who I thought were going to back me up, and they're like, yeah, take, take off, Mark. Go do that thing in your heart. And all three of them said, nope, you ain't done yet. Him, the two of them being one of them. Never forget a transformational conversation sitting in that office. And they're like, hey, we trust you, Mark. We know you hear God. We, just, we don't sense that. And I listened to my pastor. And having the right voices in our lives can change everything. What I'm describing is available to every person in this room. I'm talking about deep community that will change your life forever. See, here's what I've observed in my life and in the people close to me, people in this church. Community has a guarantee attached to it that you will thrive. Community has a guarantee attached to it that you will thrive. I'm not telling you everything's going to be perfect and you won't have any problems because that's not the world we live in. But if you get in community and you don't quit and you keep showing up and you show up for them and they show up for you and you let them say stuff you don't want to hear and you tell them some stuff they don't want to hear, and you laugh together, and you cry together, and you have fun together, and you have experiences together, and you do life together, and you read the Word, and you pray, and you support, and you celebrate. And when your kid gets hurt in a football game, you got a bunch of texts coming to you of just everybody checking in on my son. Like if you keep showing up and putting yourself out there and being vulnerable and realizing that you don't have to hide your insecurities, your faults, your mistakes, your failures, because they all have them too. Look at somebody and say, you got issues. See, we all do. Everybody in this room. But you need to get around some people who know they got some issues and aren't scared to talk about. Because that, I guarantee you, will create more thriving in your life than you are currently experiencing. How many have experienced that? If so, say yes. It's a principle of the universe that God put in place that you were created to thrive in community. That was a little weak. Created to thrive. 
1 Samuel 2, 21. Listen to what, the, what happens here. That day David fled from Saul and went to Achish, king of Gath. But the servants of Achish said to him, isn't, hold on a second, isn't, isn't this David the king of the land? Isn't, isn't his guy the one they sing about their dances? Saul slain his thousands and David his tens of thousands. David forgot who he was, but the people around him didn't. See, I said it earlier, but when you isolate, you forget who you are. You forget the champion that is on the inside of you. And the devil has a playground to play with your head and talk about the mistakes you've made and the people that you've let down and why you shouldn't have done that and why you shouldn't have done that and that you're not loved and that you're all alone and that you, people have rejected you, the people don't care about you, and they will, you will forget who you are just like David did. But, man, if you got some people around you who will remind you who you are when you've forgotten it, They'll call out the champion that's on the inside of you. Again, I can look across this room. Michael Garrison has done that so many times for me. He's reminded me who I was. When I was discouraged, he is a faithful friend. Talk about deep community, he's a faithful friend. And he's reminded me of who I am. My wife has done that. I can't tell you how many times. These two over here, yes. He might not be as nice when he does it. She's a little nicer when he does it. Although he, he's mellowed a little bit. But think back, if I would have abandoned my destiny back the, all those years ago when I was like, I'm out. And they could have just kicked me to the curb and said, well, fine, you go. But they loved me too much to let me abandon my destiny. They, they still said, it's up to you, Mark. But you've got to have some people that are going to speak truth to you in love to help to make sure you don't abandon your destiny. And so you've got to get around those people. First Samuel 22, 2. All those who were in distress or in debt or discontented gathered around him, around David, in the cave. And listen, see, when David got reminded of who he was, they're like, isn't this David the king? Isn't this David the slate of thousands? When David remi- was reminded of who he was, everything flipped in the story. He went from, oh, I'm isolated and I'm all alone to, boom, what's the Bible say? They gathered around him, and he became their leader. About 400 were with him. See, the right relationships will remind you of your true identity. Champion on the inside of you. Champion on the inside of you. Champion on the inside of you. There is a champion on the inside of you. And if you don't have somebody screaming that in your face, literally or figuratively, you need to find some new people. You need to find some people who push you and challenge you and know the greatness that's on the inside of you. Listen, I'm going to push hard for you to make a decision today about connect groups, to sign up for a connect group. You know, pastor said the prophetic word, nothing less than devil. Everybody say nothing less than devil. We had six connect groups. We now have 11, but we've got a bunch of edge groups. I'm still going to say that's nothing less than devil. We almost doubled the connect groups. But we're going to double the people that are engaged in them. Why? Because you need it. Because we need it. Because we were made for community. 
And you can either step up and make a decision to get into a group that's going to help you thrive. But I want to be very clear, and this is not guilt trip, this is truth. You're either going to step up, step forward, and make a decision to get in community, or you are going to turn your back and walk away from the path that we're saying, hey, this is how you thrive. You step forward, you step into, what did that verse say? We should meet together more and more, encourage each other more, support each other more, be more eager to be in community. So you can step into that, you can step into, and he became their leader, or you turn your back on that. then you've made a decision to isolate. It's your choice. It's not the one I would encourage you to make, though, because you were created for community. You were created to thrive. And that's what David did. When he got in that, when they came to him, instead of David lowering his standard to their broke, busted, disgusted standard, David's standard elevated 400 men to his standard. And they came out of that cave, mighty warriors. I'll read that in a moment. But their standard was here, and his standard was here, and they elevated up. Everybody say, proximity is power. Said a different way, your life is going to reflect the standards of the people you spend the most time with. If you get around people with a high standard, you're going to thrive. You get a, if you get around people with a low standard, you're going to go into survival mode. You'll be the average of the five people you spend the most time with. The average of the five people who have the greatest voice in your life. That peer group, we've talked about it before. That peer group are the people you will adjust your decision making to stay in relationship with them. And right now, some of you perhaps have formed a habit of associating with people who do not have the standards that are going to move you forward and up into thriving. So you might want to make an intentional decision to say, I'm going to adjust the people I'm surrounding myself with to people with a higher standard. Because when you do that, your life will unquestionably elevate. Is this a quick fix, yes or no? Is community easy, yes or no? It takes work. It ta- community is not easy, but community is what you were made for. And how many can look back in your life and say, you look back fondly at a season where you had deep community in your life, and you look back and say, that was a great season of my life. How many have that? Just raise your hand, say yes. You don't have to look back longingly for community. You can choose to step into it today. Now listen, I know 100% of you are not going to get into connect group. I understand that. But 100% of you need to take away this, that you were created for community. Some of you got community and relationships, but you have not been leaning into them. And you need to. And some of you have some people who speak hard truths to you, and you found yourself resisting time with them instead of leaning into it. You need to lean in. Because that's when 
the cowards that entered the cave came out champions. See, some of you, there's champion-level stuff on the inside of you, but you never put yourself in a cave. You never put yourself in a cave with some other champions so it could rub off on you. And that's all you need. You need some proximity around the right people. And that's a choice. Everybody say, it's a choice. Say, it's my choice. Nobody can choose it for you. You have to choose it. And that's what we see in First Chronicles 11. It says, these were the chiefs of David's mighty men. They, together with all Israel, gave his kingship strong support to extend it over the whole land as the Lord had promised. They all came out champions. They came out mighty men because they went into a cave together. Everybody say together. So you need to find your people that will get in that cave with you and make you a better person. Did you notice there that those mighty men, they were strong support to David's kingdom, and it says, as the Lord had promised. This is good. You need to hear this. God fulfilling his promises fully in your life is dependent upon the community you you connect with. If they didn't get connected with David in the cave and they didn't become mighty men, the whole nation would not have been strongly supported the way God had promised. But because they came together in a cave, God did exactly what he had promised. There are some things God wants to do in your life, but he has been limited in his ability to be able to do them because you've chosen isolation. And if you would just get some proximity to the right people, he would unleash, you would unleash the promises of God in your life at a whole nother level. Thriving is your choice. It's your choice and you have to choose it. Now listen, I understand you're going to have resistance. How many have been resistant to joining a group in the past? Come on now, keep it real here. Like, it's fun for me because I look around and half the leaders are raising their hands. The leaders of connect groups are raising their hands. In fact, Tracy did. So Tracy and Jay, why don't you guys come up here, and we're going to have them share for a moment. Um, while they're coming, I'm going to – you have a mic? There we go. Oh, yeah. I'll stay six feet away from you. We'll stay socially distant. I will attempt to restrain myself from hugging you. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. So, these two are awesome, first of all. Don't be scared. Scoot up here a little bit. You can hold the mic. Is it on? Is it on? Okay. You're good. Okay. They're amazing. How many have been in one of the, in their connect group? Just look, give me a little woohoo. Okay. So t- tell us the story as far as it goes to connect groups because <laughs> she just raised her hand and said she didn't want to be in one. So she can relate to some of you that way. But tell me the story of, like, what happened and got you involved in connect groups and what the impact's been. So Hold that up. Okay. And uh, Mike was working at 
So I, I'm going to take you off your notes here a little bit. But how long did you guys attend the church before you got connected? Two years. They were here. Good stuff, right? Good stuff happening, but they didn't get involved in community. Did you laugh as much in those two years? We sat in the... And you came late and left early, right? I, I love this story because, like, they did that. The Nelsons, I love it. That, that was their total their MO until we got them into connect groups. How many of you were come late, leave early people before you got into a connect group? Abby saying yes. Maven Meg, back in the day. That was a long time ago. I love it. Okay, so tell me the, the progression. That's what today is for some of you, by the way, getting comfortable being uncomfortable. In fact, I remember being at a pool party. For some, I can't remember. Was it the Nelsons or the Burtons? The Webs. The Webs, yeah, yeah. And uh, we had a little conversation, me and Jay. I can't remember if it was Chad or Jared was standing there, and I was talking about him leading a group. He's like, no. He was like, not going to happen. He's like, okay, I got to tell us. Mm-hmm. And that's, I saw the, the champion on the inside of both of them. I mean, I remember pastors and I, we, we would have conversations. We're like, yep, they need to lead it. And we saw it for months and months before you all saw it. You need to get around some people who see it before you do. Who will call it out. I'm going to calm down now. So, 
You led your own connect group because it was Jay's idea. And what happened then? A lot of awesome people. Mm. Tell, tell them the story about the, oh, I was going to say, tell, tell them the story about the guy at work that you, I don't know. Come on. Okay. Would you say, just, just to button this up real clear, would you say that your involvement in a connect group, do you feel like it really guaranteed your growth on a weekly basis? Huh. It's almost like community. You want to say, go ahead. Wow. Boom, mic drop. Thank you, guys. So, and here's what I will say to that point. You guys go ahead and you go down. Um, I would hug you usually at this point, but I, I can't because I don't have a mask on. Here's what I would say to that, what he just said there. 
when, when as a team, we stepped back and we said, and there was some connect group conversations we had, and then as a team, we stepped back and we said, what do we need to give our people to thrive? Thrive. And literally, we stepped back and said, we need to give them a path, maybe a, a game plan. We, we've scouted out what the enemy wants to do to them, and it is isolate them and tear them down and destroy them during this season. But if we give them a game plan and we create five take charge events, and after each event, we give them connect groups, community, deep, authentic, real community to grow in, that is a guarantee. Everybody say guarantee. For growth, for thriving. And so that's what we did. We scouted out the enemy. We said, yeah, we see you. I mean, he doesn't have, there's nothing new under the sun. His schemes are the same. He's been doing this forever. But if you can follow the path, the game plan, we know with certainty that you will thrive more than you are now. But the choice is up to you. Some of you have never done this. Some of you have been in church your whole life and never done it. Some of you are just visiting today. Guess what? You can totally join. We've got virtual and we've got in-person groups, and they're amazing. Um, could I get the leaders to stand up? I know not all of them will be here, but could I get all the leaders that are leading a group to stand up? Wonderful, wonderful. Now, could I get the leaders that are standing up, if you're leading virtual, to raise your hand? Okay, so just so you guys can see who's virtual and who's in person. All the in-person groups will be here in the church because we've got more space to socially distance and all that kind of thing. And then the other groups will be on Zoom. Um, but can I just tell you? No, don't so sit down yet. These people right here are champions. Every single one of them are champions. There is something on the inside of them that you need. They're not perfect, and they won't act like they are. I know that. But there is something on the inside of them that needs to rub off on you, that you need the strength to support. Now, we have couples groups, uh, couples group, couples group. So those are three different groups. Terry and Jamie are now leading a group. Terry's in the back. Wave, Terry. That's her husband. Um, and so they're leading a, a, your virtual, right, because um, they're out in Somerset. So some of you live farther out. Some of you online right now, you're like, well, I've never been able to join a group. Boom, right now, now you can. And if you want a couples group, but we've got men's groups. Chris is doing men's group, virtual or in person. You're virtual. David Caliphate, I don't think he's here. He's leading an in-person group. So we've got several new groups. Uh, there's Sarah coming in because she was serving in the children's ministry today. And so Sarah's leading a women's group. So there's a group for you. Everybody say, there's one for me. And these people, there's going to be not just them, because that's the power of these groups. We don't have leaders that are perfect. We have leaders that are on a journey, and we're all in the process of becoming who God designed us to be. Now, David's leading a group specifically for men. Um, David used to lead our Celebrate Recovery Ministry, pe people struggling with hurts, hang-ups, and habits. And so if that's kind of a thing that you've been struggling with during the season, David has a great group. Um, but every single one of these people, I was leaned over to my wife when Aletha was singing that song. Like, even when you don't see it, he works. And I, I leaned over to Katie, and I said, she don't just sing songs. She lives this. Same thing about Steph. Same thing about Gabby. Like, like Gabby, like, stepped up this morning. It was, it was fun. I was going to say this privately to Steph, but I looked, over, I looked up, and when Gabby was, like, going, I looked over at Steph, and I was like, I saw the pride in her eyes of, like, she's getting married to marry my son. And she, look at her. Look at her go. They're getting married next weekend. So pray for the Daltons and Gabby and Parker. 
but there's things on the inside of them. The teachableness, the awesomeness. Guys, these people are going to lead groups. I mean, if you didn't hear Jessica preach last weekend, when like, like I should have just got off the stage and let her go, like there's championship level stuff on the inside of every one of these people. Like Terry and Jamie, they've been in this church a long time. How long? Forever. I, I, I thought you had a year for me. Um, yeah, for Terry, 20 years. He was in our original Bethel Bible Institute. But I'm so pumped that you guys are leading, especially I've seen Terry longer, but Jamie too. There is such championship level greatness on the inside of you. There's ministry and calling on the inside of you, and now it's coming out. One more thing here. Some of you are like, I don't need no connect group. Guess what? It's not about you. There's something on the inside of you that somebody else needs, that God cannot fulfill his promises to them without you. You are a difference maker. There's greatness on the inside of you. You cannot make this optional. It's got to be a requirement. Again, you choose to step into it, walk into it, or you turn your back. We gave you the flipping scouting report. This is what the enemy's going to try to do. And we created a plan to protect, not just to protect, but to take you to the next level of thriving. Like the event was great, but if you don't close the gap with relationship and community, you definitely will not thrive at the level you can. So right now, everybody should have one of these. Pull it out if you don't mind. Some of you have already, you guys can sit down. Thank you for being amazing. Sarah and some of the other leaders will be out there. But we wanted you to not have to move your seat to register. So you got one of these, and on the back there is a QR code. Um, if you don't know how to use a QR code, there's a, in the kiosk, out in the window. I'm not even going to explain it. QR code, do it. Um, but this will bring up the link, and it'll have all the groups, and you can pick which one you're going to sign up for right now. I'll wait. Come on. You're, I do. I need a little background music. Um, I was going to ask Lenny to pull up that you were made for this. I was made for this song because, like, you were made for this. You were made for community. You were made to thrive, but you cannot do it alone. You were built for community, just like King David, a man after God's own heart. Guess what? David did not become a man after God's own heart in isolation. He could not have become that man unless he had the power of community operating in his life. And so I implore you, I beg you for your own sake. I don't care how uncomfortable it is or what a stretch it is. Listen, I know the number one excuse. I don't have time. Baloney! You got time for whatever is important to you. I'm a little bit heavier in pastor mode because I want, I, this, is where, this is our job, to lead, feed, and protect like, this is, like, you, if you feel that from me or from past, like, we want to protect you from the scheme of the enemy, and we know how to do it, and we're giving it to you. So, if you don't step into community and go after this, don't be surprised when you have setbacks. I'm just keeping it real here. Because you were created for community. If you believe you were created for community, say yes! Um, so I hope that you registered. Hey, online, register. I didn't directly address you guys. Do not miss out on the virtual groups. Again, the enemy would tell you you're in isolation because you can't meet together, especially if you're online. That's a lie from the pit of hell. You still can connect. You might not be able to hug as many people, but you can still connect 
Do not miss out. Do not make this optional. Um, it's up to you. So, uh, could you stand to your feet? Hallelujah. What if? What if every person in this room made a decision to take a step deeper into community? And again, I know 100% aren't going to sign up for connect groups, so let's just make this for this moment. What if every single person in this room took a step deeper into life-giving community? Do you believe that we would thrive more, all of us? We would have a better life. Shouting out at the altar call doesn't work as well. And so if you're willing to make a commitment today, Again, this isn't about a connect group right now. To say, I, I choose not to survive. I choose not to isolate. I choose to take a step towards deeper community. If that's you, just put your hands up. I'm going to pray for you. God, thank you that you created us for community. Thank you, Jesus, that Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, you, you demonstrate the power of community. And that you've led us today to this moment. I thank you for the, the leaders of these connect groups. I thank you for Sarah directing our connect group ministry. I, I thank you for pastors who have a passion to create solutions, to create a path to thriving. And God, I pray right now for all of us, whether it's in the connect group or otherwise, that we would have the courage to step into deeper community, to be for someone else what they need us to be, and to be willing to ask for help and to ask for support. Right now in this moment, God, we squash the lie of the enemy that we are isolated. It is a lie and we choose community. Right now, in this moment, we choose life-giving community. And God, I thank you that even in this room that's a little bit of community and online today, that God, you remind us all just by this moment of the champion that is on the inside of us. Stir up those champions, God. And God, bless every group, bless every conversation, bless every person here that is taking that courageous step in the community. I give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Guys, I really believe. Come on up, Parker. I really believe um, that this can be a pivotal turning point day for many of you. Uh, if you don't take this lightly, your life can never be the same. Um, I, hey, it's kind of funny. Like, even as I look at Parker, like, Parker's grown up in this community. So, and I've watched him become a man of God and a strong leader and I get to help officiate his wedding next weekend and I don't think it's a stretch for Parker to say this community has changed his life it didn't change it overnight changed it over 22 years 21 years I remember when he was walking like this so but some of you, you want the quick thing, and it's not quick. It takes time. So commit to relationship. When I talk about Michael, when I talk about my pastors, you're talking decades, folks. 
Some of you never stayed anywhere decades. There is fruit I get to have in my life and in relationships with people here just because I didn't give up on community in this place. So don't expect things to happen quick. Just commit to it and say I'm in for the long haul. Okay, I'm going to stop. You go. That's a good thing. Ha, ha, ha.